The scenario. You decide that you're going to go out for a 45-minute or an hour-long run. You lace up your shoes, you get all of your gear on, and you head out the door. You're about 30 minutes into your hour-long run, and all of a sudden, nature calls, and you need to pee or poop. You keep running, you keep hoping that it passes, but then all of a sudden you start to cramp up, and then you desperately need to go to the bathroom. What do you do in this situation? So if you run or train long enough, I guarantee something as unfortunate as this is going to happen to you. So if you have ever struggled with uh, GI issues during your runs or your bike rides, then this episode is for you. So this is Mario. And uh, as you know, I've been listening to the Endurance Coaching Summit. And I've mostly been focused on the science track. And today I watched a talk that was by Patrick Wilson called The Athlete's Gut. And Patrick Wilson is the Associate Professor of Exercise Science at Old Dominion University. And he's the author of the book called The Athlete's Gut. And this is a a 300-page book that is all about... um, gastrointestinal issues that endurance athletes face. Uh, It talks about how common they are, what some of the causes are, and then what some of the remedies are. And what I want to do is I want to just share what I learned from that talk. So he started off his talk by uh, sharing a few examples of elite athletes during races experiencing gut distress. So one of the first examples that he shared was a Uh, one of the best women uh, marathoners in the world. I believe her name is Paula Radcliffe. She was in the lead of a race uh, in the early 2000s. She's 20 miles into uh, the 26.2 mile marathon. And all of a sudden, she starts experiencing issues. She stops running. She pulls over, has to stop the race, go into a porta potty, take care of her business, and then keep going. Luckily for her, she was so dominant that she did end up still winning the race, but that's just one example. Another example was a British cyclist who is in the middle of a cycling race, he's in the lead, and he's in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, and he experiences gut distress. He had to pull over, there's cameras on, he goes into the woods, uh, into the grass, and tries to find Uh, some space and some privacy to relieve himself. So these are just examples of elite endurance athletes experiencing uh, gut issues. Um, And you might be wondering like, well, how common is this? So um, one of the things that he talked about is that he did a study, um, I believe it was on 150 different athletes and they studied and they tracked their training over the period of a month. And what they did is they asked them to rate themselves on a scale of zero to 10 on if they had any, if they felt any of the various gut symptoms like nausea or vomiting, um, a, a fullness or bloating, cramps, gas, or the unfortunate urge to poo. And on any given run, most runners rated various symptoms uh, between a zero and a two on the the zero to 10 scale. So virtually not at all. But over the period of that month, there were 20% of people 
who experienced nausea or vomiting, 43% of people who experienced bloating or fullness, 25% experienced cramps, 50% experienced gas, and almost 70% experienced the dreaded urge to poo um, on, uh, on a run. So over the period of a month, almost 70% of people experienced that symptom. And really, that's what that's saying is the majority of runners at some point are going to have that issue. So the science shows that the duration of your exercise increases your chances of having that GI issue. And when he started to talk about what are some of the main causes of that, he said it's kind of, it's, it's not as simple to explain. It, it's kind of like somebody asking what causes cancer. It's like, well, there's a lot of different types of cancer and they all have different causes. Uh, between nausea and vomiting, fullness and bloating, abdominal cramps, loose stools, uh, etc. But uh, I'm not going to go through all of the different causes for each of the different uh, symptoms, but I do want to just share some of the main ones. So the first one, as you might expect, is nutrition. And that's looking at the amount and type of food you're consuming one to two hours before exercise. So you may need to avoid fat, solid protein, and fiber foods and try and minimize those. Another thing to look at is over and under drinking with your fluids. That's another common uh, cause. And another one is something that he calls hypertonic beverages. Those are uh, the goo-related or gel-related beverages that have a lot of uh, carbohydrates. Another factor and another cause is temperature. So if you're in a really hot temperature, a really hot environment, that is going to increase your chances of having uh, a GI issue. And then another is just body jostling. So if you're running and you're kind of moving around, that's another thing that is going to cause uh, issues. And um, even though those are some of the common causes, he, he does give a couple of reminders. One is everyone is different. So something that affects me may not affect you and something that affects you may not affect me. Um, but the, the main thing is that you really need to practice this in your training. So what you want to do is if you're preparing for a race, whatever you're going to be fueling, whatever you're going to eat the morning before the race, uh, during the race, those are the things that you're going to want to practice in your training. So those are just a couple of things that he said to remember and his top five list uh, of the, the main things that he wanted to get across in that talk, number one is that concept of practice, practice, practice your fueling. Again, if you know that you're going to be training for a race and you know you're going to have something for breakfast, you should probably have that exact same thing you're going to have on race day for breakfast. You should try that in your training. Same with what you're going to use to fuel yourself. Are you going to drink Gatorade? Are you going to drink water? Are you going to drink a mix of that? Or are you going to have gels? Are you going to use Cliff Bars? Those are the types of things you're going to want to practice, uh, practice your fueling in your training. Another one is avoid NSAIDs in high doses. So those are things like ibuprofen. Uh, you're going to want to acclimatize to the environment. So that's the main thing with temperature. If you're going to be um, training in a super hot environment, 
as best as you can, you're going to want to train in the same environment that you're going to be racing in. Uh, the fourth, fourth one is you're going to want to manage stress and anxiety. If you've ever encountered uh, race day stress or an anxiety, you may notice that that increases uh, your chances of having an issue. Maybe the, the morning before a race, you're nervous, you're stressed, probably going to find yourself in the porta potties a couple of different times. So he did talk about some things that haven't been proven necessarily by scientific studies, things like, but things like mindfulness, focusing on your breath, those are things that can help you manage your stress and anxiety and then manage your GI issues. And then the last thing in his top five is to use supplements wisely, things like caffeine. Uh, and other supplements, you're going to want to be smart about how much of that you're consuming and when you're consuming it. So that top five list, practice, avoid ibuprofen and other NSAIDs in high doses, acclimatize to the environment, manage stress and anxiety, and use supplements wisely. I have so much to talk about with nutrition for endurance training, but this is the main, this is the, just the beginning. And just, these are just some of the points that I wanted to share with you after listening to, uh, the athlete's gut by, uh, by this professor. Uh, so if you are interested in hearing more about this, you can go out and buy the athlete's gut. Uh, it's by Patrick Wilson. You can find it on Amazon, but that's what I have for you today. I hope that was helpful and I hope you all have an amazing day.